Is the average dwell time on your blog post under a minute? If so, your blog intros need some TLC. In this episode, we're talking all things blog introductions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll give you actionable tips and tricks you can use to write introductions that hook readers and keep them on your site for longer. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news, you're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I am your host, Chris Dubois, and I'm joined today by Miss Mallory Kuhn, growth marketer here at Lean Labs. Mallory, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me on <laughs> to talk about content creation and blog post intros and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, and why don't we talk about why I'm having you on to actually <laughs> talk specifically? Um, when I, I could have chosen anyone on the team, but why you? <laughs> why me? Uh, okay. So, my role here at Lean Labs, I think, uh, you know, I'm kind of the content guru. <laughs> I do a lot of our, our blog content. I do a lot of editing the other team members' blog content. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, I am also a fiction author uh, in my other life. So just in general, all things writing and content creation. I uh, have quite a bit of experience around those topics, and I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah. And so this episode is going to be probably more tactical than other episodes we've done and so i'm gonna strongly recommend whoever's listening share this with your team so that whoever is working your content whoever's like on the front lines of your your content creation process um they get all of these notes yeah so i think that's that's some- a great insight right so you know it's it's good information i think for for even the folks at the ten thousand foot view to have uh just to have that context into mm-hmm. what you know their content engine might be able to do um but yeah, this would be a good one to to share and have be like a team training opportunity maybe with with your content folks. All right. So this question should be obvious, but why is it important to have strong and captivating blog intros? Uh, because if they don't get past the intro, they aren't reading the rest of your post. <laughs> Uh, that's true for all content. It's the same reason why in you know a, a novel, the opening sentence is super important. It's the same reason why uh, every movie you've ever seen, uh, I guarantee you the filmmaker put twice as much thought into that opening scene as they did, you know, the couple scenes following it. Um, yeah, if they're not compelled to continue reading after the first couple sentences, it doesn't matter how great the rest of your post is, and no one's gonna see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So let's break it down. What are what are some of those key elements as we're creating a a blog intro that we actually need to ensure we're including? Yeah. So the first thing that you need, and this is just kind of like overall that you need to make sure that the intro has is relevance. Um, You need to make sure the intro is highly relevant to your audience. Uh, The target audience, the people you want to reach with this blog post should from the very first word of that post, look at it and go, oh, they're talking to me Um, because if they don't feel that way. They may scroll out, click out, you know, assume that this post is not for them <laughs> and find a different post that they feel is. Um, then let's get a little bit more nitty gritty. So uh, general, we do the the hook story offer format for our blog post intros here at Lean Labs. So 
hook is exactly what it sounds like, right? Your reader is a fish. You got to hook them in. Um, so is it a question? Is it a surprising statement? Is it a fact or a statistic that's really going to, uh, you know, jolt them and surprise them, uh, maybe trouble them, alert them to a problem that this blog post is going to help them solve? Um, so the hook is essential. Next, you want to move into a story. So this is more approaching your audience with empathy. This is uh, your chance to put yourself fully in your audience's shoes and, you know, understand their pain points, show them that you see the struggles that they're facing related to the topic of your blog post. Uh, and I, it allows you to position yourself beside your audience rather than facing and talking at them, um, which is just going to increase their trust in the post and by extension in you. Um, and then lastly, your offer, right? This is your promise. So uh, they assume they made it to the end of the intro. What are they going to get if they make it to the end of the post? What uh, valuable insight, information, uh, what are you going to empower them to be able to do? What decisions might they be able to make once they have the information from your post? Um, so if you have all those elements, a hook, an engaging story and a promise or an offer, and all of it is very highly relevant to your audience, then you have a recipe for success. Awesome. I feel like we could end the episode there. <laughs> Done. Yeah, good with the value. But uh, let's go deeper, shall we? Sure. So practical tips and or mentor strategies just for for creating that powerful opening so that you can just immediately grab someone. Like what are you thinking about when you work on that hook? Yeah. So to me, the hook is actually the hook and the story are the hardest part of the entire blog post for me, um, because to me, it's so important to nail it and get it right. Um, so the first step is to get inside the audience's head. Take a moment, really think about who I'm writing for. <clears throat> um, you know, if you have buyer personas laid out, which we have a whole episode on buyer personas uh, earlier in our episode catalog. So if you want some uh, additional context about that or some more advice about creating those, um, go check that out. Um, but yeah, read through that information. Really put yourself in those shoes. What struggles are going to resonate with them? What goals do they have? Um, what language are they using to talk about these struggles and these goals, right? Just so you can make sure that you're speaking with them on their level. Um, another thing that I always do and I feel like this is pretty basic. I think everyone should be doing this if you're not, um, is review the SERP. So take a look for your keyword, what what's ranking right now? Um, you know, what is Google saying is good content for this? And, you know, what are people clicking on? What, what are people reading? Uh, what kind of hooks are these posts using? Not so that you can, you know, copy them exactly, but just so you can see roughly what's out there and what you're competing with. You need to know the playing field if you're going to join it. Um, and then, you know, lastly, don't be afraid to keep things short and sweet. I think that's always something, um, you know, I, I always feel uh, bad if I if my hook or my story especially is a little on the shorter side. But that's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, you want to get in, make your point, and get out quickly as possible because then you can get into the rest of the body of the post with an engaged reader. Um, that being said, there, there will be times when you'll need a little more space, but I guess maybe the, the, the rule here is just let the hook and the story be as long as they need to be. Uh, don't force them to be too long. Don't truncate them and force them to be too short. Um, mm -hmm. So just some ideas to throw out there. So statistics, right? Those are always a good go-to if there's something like especially yeah. if it's one that's going to be troubling <laughs> right if it's like 
80% of businesses go under when this happens. Like, holy, oh my God. Um, you know, something like that. Um, a controversial statement can be a good one, right? Like if you're like, this is an opinion that I have or a, a statement that our brand believes that maybe is a little uh, off the beaten path. Um, that's a good option. Um, I think a joke is a fun one. It's one that I don't get to use that often because our brands are are all B2B and, you know, a lot of them are a little more serious in tone. Um, but I have had the opportunity once or twice to use a good old joke and a hook. Uh, and I think depending on your brand, your voice, that can be a really great option. Um, or, you know, just a question or uh, or a metaphor. But you got to think beyond the obvious here. So, like, say your blog post is how to write a great blog post intro. Do not make your hook are you interested in writing better blog post intros? That's a terrible hook, right? Um, so <laughs> that's my my one word of caution regarding using a question as a hook. <laughs> a number of articles I've seen that do yes, that. Yes, same. When I'm reviewing those SERPs. <laughs> right. right. It's like, oh, you hooked me with right? the title again. With exactly what I was already searching for. <laughs> uh, so... Let's dive into your other life as a fiction writer. Uh, storytelling, obviously important when you're writing fiction. Uh, probably the most important, <laughs> some might argue. <laughs> what What are you able to pull from, from that life? Being able to capture people's attention on the page to now creating that captivating story within a blog intro. Yeah. So I think there's more crossover than people might expect. Um especially when you're talking hooks uh, and intros, uh, because obviously, you know, the bones, the words of what you're writing are going to be different, but the playbook is the same, man. Um, so in fiction, there is a chestnut, let's call it, um, that you're always supposed to start in media res. Um, it's Latin for in the middle of things. Um, so don't start, you know, like you never want to start with a character waking up and getting ready for their day, right? Uh, in general, you want to start with them already in the middle of their day, already doing something, right? So I think that the rule you can... An explosion throwing them out of their <laughs> There bed. you go. There you go. That's a, that's an exception to the don't get out All of right. bed rule. <laughs> right in the book. <laughs> You're set. Got it. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the lesson you can take from that to translate it into writing, you know, a, a more business-minded blog post is... Uh, don't start in the obvious, quote unquote, obvious place, right? You probably want to start uh, somewhere uh, less obvious. Again, that question that we asked, are you interested in writing better blog post interests? Um, of course they are, sure. But what are they actually interested in? Uh, are you, you know, interested in improving your dwell time on blog posts by X percent, right? Like that's even better, right? Where it's like you're you're starting with a little further down the line, right? A little further, more towards the goal yep. uh, and less towards the, the obvious starting point. Um, <clears throat> another thing that's important in fiction and also really important, uh, in blog post intros is diving into the voice immediately. So in fiction, that's a little more fun, right? You have a character voice or something like that, but in, in blog posts, uh, you really need to have your brand voice, um, nailed, dialed. Uh, and like we said, you that that goes into the researching what language your audience is using. What are they talking about? What do they care about? All of these things. Um, if you have all that information off the bat, you need to be using it off the bat. Um, and then lastly, I just want to share a fun example. Um, so if saying something unexpected off the bat, right? This kind of goes into the like, you know, saying something controversial or even if it's just like mm -hmm. a statistic or something that they might not immediately connect to the result of what you're talking about in the blog post, right? So um, 
<laughs> there is a book I read recently. Uh, it's called Old Man's War. It's by John Scalzi. It's fantastic. It's a it's a military science fiction novel. Um, the first sentence of Old Man's War is, or first you know couple sentences. I did two things on my seventy fifth birthday. I visited my wife's grave. Then I joined the army. So unexpected, right? It's it takes a, a turn into left field, um, and that makes you go, wait, wait, what? Now I mean, I need to read the next sentence, right? So you know if you can kind of carry mm-hmm. that over into B2B, you be unexpected. You don't start with the obvious question. So, um, you know, let's say we, we do a lot of uh, content for several of our clients, uh, sell point of sale systems. Um, so again, you don't want to start, you know, an article about the best point of sale systems on the market with, are you in the market for a new point of sale system? Because like, duh, <laughs> of course they are. That's the expected yes. place, right? That'd be like on my 75th mm-hmm. birthday, I ate cake, right? Like, okay, fine. Um, instead, you maybe start with a statistic about how much time small business owners are wasting on manual inventory processes or uh, a dollar amount estimate or percentage they stand to lose from shrinkage due to spoilage from inefficient inventory, right? Things like that. Um, that is like an unexpected thing that's going to catch their attention a little bit more and will translate hopefully into a little bit more dwell time on that blog post. Yeah. So what are the other mistakes, I guess, and, and pitfalls that you see people making as they're, uh, they're starting content? Well, I'm going to cheat for my first one is um, include an intro. Please include an intro. So many blog posts that I see mm-hmm. out there, they don't even include one. They just like you click on the post and it just dives right into the body, um, which uh, <laughs> you're missing such an opportunity to position yourself beside your reader. You're missing such an opportunity to give them the context that they need to follow you on the journey you want to lead them on throughout your blog post uh, when you don't include an intro. So yeah, that's the first pitfall I see is people just skipping an intro altogether. Um, Another pitfall I see people uh, struggling with is um, clickbait. Set the stage accurately, folks. Don't, don't, you know, we, we said be unexpected. We said, you know, share a stat, right? But like, have it be in keeping with what the rest of the post is going to be about. Have the title be in keeping with what the rest of the post is about, right? If you get a bunch of people clicking in and starting to read and then bailing immediately because they realize you've clickbaited them, that is going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. Um, and then lastly, I feel like this is a pitfall that we talk about with pretty much every aspect of marketing that we discuss on this show, but uh, making the focus about their business and not the reader. Um you're not the star of the show. Your reader is the star of the show. The reader is the hero. You're the guide. Um, so make sure you're talking about your reader to your reader, positioning yourself at their side, you know, leading them uh, on their journey <laughs> through your post rather than, you know, starting with a big blustery here at Lean Labs. We do this and that and the other thing. And this is why we should talk about that. Um, that's never going to be a good way to, mm-hmm. to start your blog post off. You're not going to you're not going to win any friends uh, <laughs> with an intro like that. Uh, let's go right into examples then. What, uh, do you have some examples actually? Like, do you, do you have some? I do. Like Andy? Oh, I got oh, Andy. Let's, let's yeah. do it. What do you got for, let's do a good okay. one. Something compelling. So a good one. Um, this one is, it's one of our blog posts. Uh, it's for, <laughs> yes, choice. I know. Uh, I thought so. Um, but it's for, you know, growth team 101. So our, our blog, blog post about, you know, whether you should hire or build a growth team. 
Um, and, you know, it starts, is your business nimble enough to keep up with changes in the marketplace and meet sales quotas? If you're not using a growth team to manage and develop your organizational growth strategy, you might not like the answer. So that's our hook, right? It's kind of setting the stage for you may be missing a piece of a puzzle that you didn't know you needed. Um, so, and then, you know, we go into many companies right. approach their growth the way college students approach group projects, divvying up the work early on and then just hoping everyone does their part and that it fits all together in the end. When each team within your organization is working towards their vision of growth, you're missing out on crucial opportunities that can help you reach, no, make that crush your goals. Um, so we see here, this is the story section, right? I feel, you know, this is uh, anyone that's worked in a very siloed company immediately feels what we're talking about here, right? That, that parceling out responsibilities and just kind of hoping that everyone comes together on presentation day, you know, the, the metaphorical, um, version of that for, for the business world, I guess maybe it actually is a presentation day. Um, and then, you know, hoping it all comes together in the end, uh, and how frustrating that can be. Right. Um, and then you also see we have our brand voice in here a little bit, right? It can help you reach. No, make that crush your goals, right? It kind of is that more, a little more casual, a little more uh, driven and like that ambition that we always try to to portray with our brand right. voice um, that it comes in there. And then we go into our offer. So consider this post your growth team boot camp. We'll go over the key concepts connected to growth teams and a growth mindset. Then we'll help you decide which is better for your business, building your team in-house or hiring an outsourced team, right? So you know exactly what you're going to get from this post. This is your boot camp. You're going to understand right. what a growth team is, what they do, and understand the building blocks to how you can maybe create one of your own or whether you should work with uh, an outsourced team. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, again, it's maybe a little bit egotistical that I selected right. one of our posts, um, but I do think it's a very strong uh, example. Did you write it? Yes. <laughs> Confidence. Uh, Confidence I, is key. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, no, what I like about it is it take, really takes our target audience into account for every piece of that as well, right? It's something that they care about. Even when you talk like it's like a group project, like entrepreneurs, right? That startup founder and the CMO who are trying to talk to are probably the ones who are leading those group projects. Right. Um, so like they're going to feel that way more than that guy who was off in the corner just not doing his part. <laughs> Um, and we know who you are. We see you. But <laughs> uh, but like so each piece actually, you know, is, is attractive to them. It's not just like, hey, just follow this flow. It's like, no, we're going to be literally making you feel like we know you so that you can feel like you know us. Um, yeah, good intro. Now let's let's do a, a poor blog intro. And I'm really I have my fingers crossed that you didn't choose. Yeah. So this is one me. you wrote. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What a power play, right? Um, no, this is Ugh. actually a post that I found um, on NerdWallet. So it's actually a quite a big site, right, that has quite a bit of, um, you know, domain authority. Yeah. Um, and the, the post is just about startup funding. So like what it is and how you can get capital, right, for your business. And the intro literally is startup funding or startup capital is money that an entrepreneur uses to launch and start a new business. The money can come from several sources and can be used for hiring employees, renting space, buying inventory, or other operating expenses. Ugh. So dry. Like that's a, to find it. Yeah, that's just like literally I'm talking to Webster. Um, you know, so it's mm. it's I think this is honestly arguably an example of they don't really have an intro. They just kind of dive right into mm -hmm. 
the meat of the post without, uh, you know, getting their feet wet and warming the audience up yeah. to kind of position themselves beside them. Um, and I see that time and time again. If if your content team is able to write intros better than what I just read, your content team is going to be producing better content than the vast majority of what I see out there. Um, so use that as your, your right. hope for the day. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's probably worth noting for the podcast too. Like we don't see the data for like some of these poor what we're calling poorly written posts. So they might be doing well, but I think the idea is that you're you're still potentially leaving stuff on the table right. by not giving more attention to these. Well, and that's and so, you know that's my take is you know if even if that post is performing well, which you know it's Nerd Wallet, it likely is doing quite well. Uh, and I found it you know in the SERP right, so it, it's ranking all right. I think it could be doing better. I think it could be performed. I think, like you said, yeah. they're leaving some, you know, chips on the table there uh, by not taking every advantage and really crafting that strong intro that's going to hook people. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go into attention spans because you get, man, if you go on LinkedIn and just like probably type that in as like a search and you're going to find tons of people's opinions going all these different directions about how, Attention span is like less than a goldfish now and all these different things. It's a TikTok world, um, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, which I saw a great or an interesting take that was like America's Funniest Home Videos was the initial. Oh, it TikTok, totally was. Yeah. We're just like quick, quick skits and like, but we all sit in front of the TV and watch all of it. So like maybe attention spans haven't actually gotten shorter and we are just there's one more content is out there. Right. So like we have more we can consume. Uh, also, maybe the actual quality of that content is going down. And so we're <laughs> moving on very quickly to something else because we know there's so many other things we could be using for our time. So I guess with this, how do you uh, kind of balance like a the length of your intro with, you know, to make sure you're providing enough clarity over what's going to be covered and, and really captivating them without necessarily having a so much text that they're going to immediately just like go off of it yeah i mean this could get really tactical where we could literally talk about just man you line breaks are your friend man especially like people mm. especially in that intro right when you're just warming them up um shorter paragraphs or if you have like if your hook your hook can be one sentence your hook can be four words right it can be very short if it needs to be uh, put it on a line all by itself bam stands right out there or even you know the the closing remark at the end of your story right like you tell your story it's three sentences whatever and then the, the remark at the end of the story is something that's going to bring them together right at the end and realize oh my gosh this is me um put it on its own line right like that's going to be something that'll make it easier to to flow through the post mm -hmm. and read it um which is obviously very tactical um but yeah i would just say as long as you are uh Sticking with your brand's voice, remaining true to what your brand's, uh, you know, personality is in the post, um, mm -hmm. and you are positioning your target audience as the reader, as the hero, as the person who, you know, this post is for, I think that you won't have trouble keeping the attention span because people are going to pay more attention when something is uh, directed towards them, right? If they actually feel right. like you're talking to them, the ones you're, if you're losing people, yeah. either they're not good fit clients anyways, or good fit, you know, leads, um, mm -hmm. or 
you need to adjust one of those two things, your brand's voice uh, or the voice in the post rather, uh, or the way that the post is targeted uh, in terms of relevance to your audience um, because you're losing the good fit leads, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like saying someone's name. Yeah. Right. Like people paying more attention when they hear their name. And so similarly, if they start reading the blog post and they're like, oh, it sounds like they're you know, speaking to me, they're going to pay more attention. And so. Uh, all right. Ready? Open ended question. Any final tips for uh, for just writing blog intros that pop? Yeah. Uh, just be unexpected. Uh, be genuine. Be authentic to what the post is uh, meant to be about. Um be unique, but, you know, obviously also within context, make sure you're checking out those SERPs. Um, and yeah, that's it. Once you have all those elements, um, make sure you stick with that hook story offer, uh, at least, to, you know, to kick things off. I think it's a great formula for, for drawing people in and uh, your team's going to write some killer blog posts. Awesome. Mallory, thank you for joining me today. Uh, I mean, definitely some great nuggets. People, please share this with your teams increase especially we didn't even get into like ai tell you what ai is making some terrible hooks for your oh, post don't trust yeah, it they really are <laughs> so just get send this episode to your teams have them hear what they should be doing with a blog intro it's real it's easy once they get reps in um separate from that thank you for listening we appreciate it don't forget to subscribe make sure you never miss an episode and uh be sure to rate and or review so that we can uh Start keep getting this, you know, shared with other people who have similar interests to you. And until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.